Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, Lightfinger Thief. And today I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. So, Logar, it looks like we have an army marching upon us in the distance. I see fires burning, a lot of noise and clamor. What should we do? It doesn't sound good at all to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like the situation. (laughs) Yes. Do we stand and fight or do we run? So I've seen the, they got, is the G.I. Joe role-playing game out now? It is. I think. Are uh, you getting it? Did you get it? I ordered it, but I haven't received it yet. Um, I think Code Jake was going to order it for his birthday as well, too, here. So we got Joe. I wonder what the system's like. Do you know anything about the actual system? No, not yet. You know, when I get it, I'll uh, let you know. I mean, I'm just nervous because it's a custom system, so I don't know yeah. how the mechanics are going to be. I, here's my thing, too. 100%. I like systems that are used in other games that I'm familiar with. Like, so for example, the Year Zero system, you can learn the system. There's a bunch of games for it. You know, the old school D&D, like BX, Swords and Wizardry, First Edition, are all similar enough in the system that stuff can be compatible with them. I'm a fan of that. The Palladium system puts out lots of different games and different genres, all using the same system. GURPS. Yep. Do I need to say anything else? If you don't know (laughs) GURPS and you're listening to this show, you need to know what GURPS is in the history of (laughs) role-playing. It is the generic universal role-play system. system. Yep. It is iconic Steve Jackson game. Yeah, and then you got, like, you know, Savage Worlds, and then you also have uh, basic role-play. All these are universal systems. But in terms of uh, war gaming... (laughs) Well, there's two I mentioned. Uh, Palladium and the Year Zero system both have a war, uh, like a military-type setting, too. Well, Palladium has Recon, and I've got the original Recon game, and it's quite different from the rest of the Palladium systems games. I think there's a newer version. I don't know how much it's like later Palladium, but the Year Zero engine that Free League uses on its games like Mutant Year Zero, Coriolis, Forbidden Lands, Tales from the Loop, and Tales from the Flood, Vaccine, they've also put out, you know, Twilight 2000 that uses that system. I haven't picked up Twilight 2000, although I think I'm going to. My thing is, when it comes to me, okay, if I'm going to play G.I. Joe. Like when they put out G.I. Joe movies. Oh, I'm going to play G.I. Joe because it's G.I. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. You know, that's what we grew up on from a cartoon side. So I want to play G.I. Joe. However, I don't know if I want to play a real life mercenary <laughs> in, a, in a post-World War III environment. I'm not sure I want to do that. <laughs> well, here's my thing. If I were to play Joe like G.I. Joe, or I want a G.I. Joe movie, part of the interesting element to G.I. Joe to me was the colorful outfits they wore. Like, I've got a baseball uniform on, and I'm running (laughs) around with a baseball bat shooting my gun. Like, like those things were cool to me. I want to do something like that if I'm doing Joe. I want them to be... Oh, it should be superhero, cartoony, (laughs) fun, you know. Crazy outfits, you know. Like, my guy runs around in a construction worker outfit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been wanting to create a G.I. Joe character called Shoreleaf. He's always on Shoreleaf, and he's always drunk, and he has, you know, packies <laughs> of crabs, and, you know, something like that. <laughs> Shoreleaf. Yeah. I'm not sure what his talent would be to be part of the G.I. Joe team, but his code name is going to be Shoreleaf. <laughs> oh. We, so, I, I'll be, like, I don't watch war movies or military movies anymore i can't since i was in the marine corps ever since then when i see them 
the only thing that goes through my mind is God, that's gotta be miserable. That's terrible. Oh, sure. I can't stand, I can't stand it. I can't stand to watch like, oh, this has got to be terrible. Right. So, uncomfortable this situation. How bad I just want to go home. You want to go home. <laughs> yeah. So you know, from a I guess tabletop role-playing game. So for me, there's wargaming in the sense of you're role-playing a character or a single person. And then there's wargaming where you're controlling armies, right? Where you're pitting armies against armies. The Joe one, you're probably going to be controlling a character. Um, I'm assuming recon, you're controlling a character and not an army. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you play individual characters in recon and in Twilight 2000. You're part of a fire team, essentially, and whatnot. Now, here's the thing, too. I would be very interested in playing like like Napoleonic Wargaming has a large part to do with the roots of Dungeons and Dragons and role playing in general. I'd yep. be interested in playing some of those strategic games and approaches like that. I don't really have anybody to play them with, anybody that's sitting down. There are some of those games I've dabbled in, like Fantasy Flight puts out more modern genre versions of them and things like that. Those are neat. I, I've got picked up a few like Frostgrave, I think it's called, and, and and some others from Osprey Press that I'd like to check out and try to play some of those strategy games. When it comes to playing an individual who's stuck in a really like a situation that's like being in the military, like I'll be honest, like I couldn't have done 20 years and retired. I couldn't have taken that. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I had enough like five years. No, like, I'm no. done. No, we would need to play it with some type of fantasy element. I think, um, what was that game? Was it called No Way Home? But what winning games were you? Yes, World War One, but there's like a horror supernatural element to it. I mean, I mean, I honestly, even a fantasy element, I, I, I'd give it a whack, but I don't know how much I would be comfortable or like it. So, like, no, I don't want to do this. (laughs) This is not where I want to be. I like being a civilian now. (laughs) No, I understand, but you know. So if we, if we look at, say, uh, mass war gaming, you know, obviously there's a lot of, as you mentioned, uh, miniature war game like the Napoleonic Wars, uh, obviously the whole Warhammer, well, Warhammer 20K and 40K fantasy battle, as well as the traditional science fiction are miniature type of games. And then I know within our Hyperborea campaign, you know, we did a short little battle sequence at Port Greeley using the um, war combat rules as well too that was provided by hyperborea so i think um dnd compendium the bxc compendium compendium had some rules on war gaming i'm not familiar with didn't, didn't you put out battle systems yeah battle like systems was was the big like mass combat castles and crusades has a small like oh, pamphlet size book it's very short, but it's supposed to be a mass combat system for any role-playing game in general. Like you can use it in other editions, they say. Uh, I think it's called Fields of Blood or Fields of Battle or something along those oh. lines. But Troll Lord has one out for Castles and Crusades for mass combat. I have it. I've never used it because we never tried to do mass combat. No, I'd be curious to, to see it and um, see how they handle mass combat systems. I did try one that they had in Pathfinder once years ago. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It worked okay. I, I don't remember a lot about it. It was path one of the one of the Pathfinder first edition Pathfinder books had mass combat stuff in it. I can't remember which book that was either. I've not done a lot of mass combat. When I do mass combat, last time I ran a mass combat scenario was very much about the individual players running through the chaos and trying to escape. <laughs> right, yeah, and that's the balance that I found was tricky. So when we're doing the um, Port Greeley, you know, taking back Port Greeley, making Port yes. Greeley great again, <laughs> you know, I found it tricky to balance, like you said, what the characters were doing 
and what the, uh, the overall army, war, yeah. the overall war was going. Because I think didn't you end up getting enlarged in that? Yeah, battle? I got I got enlarged and I was crashing down on Logar the Barbarian was smashing the city and, and smashing <laughs> folks as a giant running around. It was fun. <laughs> so you know, I think um, balancing the elements of commanding the army or military units and playing your individual characters, like you said, I think it makes it interesting that way. But it's also hard to balance from a campaign standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, there's easier ways to balance that I can figure out if I work through it. I, but when it comes to like modern combat, you're talking about something very different. Like, if I look at the rule set for modern setting games, like with Palladium and other systems, when you're entering like firearms and everything else, that very much changes how you're playing a game. Oh, yeah, with firearms, firearms artillery, is, yeah. support with, um, yeah, that's going to be. A little bit different than having an infantry unit of uh, spearmen charge a trench. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it, it is. And I don't know. Um, one of the things I like is the role play aspect. How much role play are you going to get on the battlefield? I mean, you you probably could, but um, what what I, I don't know the adventure to run or, or the scenario to run the battle. I'd probably have to go with something pre-written like that Twilight 2000. What do they have in there? I th- and that's probably pretty hex heavy because a lot of their games are hex crawl heavy. Yeah, I mean, I could see that you could set up, um, like you said, the the larger battle, but then send, set up individual scenes within it for the characters to, to play. So I'm going to make it up, you know, storming the trench or going up the hill or breaking down the castle door. So maybe the big events, your characters can participate in those and then run all the other side battles, you know, offline. Yeah, I don't know. Um, here's the thing too, like, I feel that even as individual characters, if you're drawing a military campaign, it might be one of those things. If you're doing it at your table, you might want to use minis because I feel that a lot of the the nuance of warfare in the combat would be more strategic on the map type stuff for individual yeah, that would be. characters. And I don't run a lot of minis on the map. For dungeons, we do occasionally in person, but not always. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm wondering like what I want to go yeah hey the good thing is if you're running twilight 2000 or something like that or recon you can just go by the little green on army guys let's <laughs> <laughs> go to ye big lots or whatever it was and get yourself a pack of 100 little arm, army soldier guys right <laughs> yeah you can get a few packs of those and you got enough to just fill up an entire map is you have to pay a lot less money to play that game as opposed to how much you get like those little packs for like 15 20 bucks for the pre-cult main printed minis and you get like yeah. something like four in them or individual minis are like i don't even know how much they are like anywhere from seven well, ten fifteen something yeah they go up there they, they, get they go up i mean if you look at some of the warhammer 40k specialist ones you know look at i could get like 40 to 50 just for one mini it's outrageous yeah like warhammer is one of those things like magic where you just keep on buying more stuff buying and, put, and building and your, yeah. yeah you gotta build it the more money you got the better army you got or the better deck you it's, got it's stupid because you know as a kid i wanted to play warhammer but i couldn't afford to play warhammer as an adult as an adult guess what i can't afford to play warhammer either <laughs> <laughs> this costs too much i mean it's way too much i bought this one game that came out in the 90s i think it was called Battlefleet gothic where it was supposed to be yeah I remember kinda, that. Uh, was that a warhammer warhammer ish yeah, and- yeah it, it was and it, it was 40K. like these giant ships and spaceship I, I never never played it i ended up i think selling it or giving it to a friend who was into doing more mini games he does a lot of the star wars ones i 
Some of the fantasy flight options for those kind of games are pretty good, though. If I'm going to do something like that, Fantasy Flight has all kinds Fantasy of like X-Wing, you know, yeah. Yeah, they got the Star Wars themed ones and stuff where you do more military strategy type stuff. And they have things like Descent where you're still, again, more an individual character dungeon crawl type strategy. But I don't I don't know how I would run if you just gave me the recon book because I'm not like it's filled with adventures. I don't know how I'd run a campaign of that. I don't have it uh, like the creative sparks maybe if i would watch military movies but oh it could be about this this and this but i don't right. um gi joe might be a little easier because i would probably run it more saturday morning cartoon maybe it's saturday morning cartoon <laughs> style type of play right it's like you're gonna go you know i don't know find the uh weather dominator device or something like that it's like hey it's cartoony it's fun <laughs> i would fight sepentor if i were dming and sepentor would be my big baddie and because uh, I thought when the movie came out, I liked the G.I. Joe movie a lot. And I thought yeah, Sepentor and his awesome. little, he had like little, I don't know where they bug hybrid fellers that he ran around with. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. It'd be like you said, it'd be more of a Saturday morning cartoon style, not a um, realistic resource management stuck in the boonies type of <laughs> adventure. Yeah, right? you'd have a bunch of like stormtrooper type, or they're not called stormtroopers. What were they called? The Cobra. What are the Cobra's little stormtroopers called? Um, well, they're the bats, which were the androids, battle android. Oh, those were cool. Those were, yeah. cool. but they also had the guys in the blue. What were they called? Oh, they're, they're just called Cobra Troopers. Cobra, cobra Troopers. Cobra. Yeah, they had the troopers, and then they had the Crimson Guard, which were the guys in the red. Mm. But you know, it was pretty much they're all mooks, you know. So <laughs> I had that. I had that bat, uh, the action figure, that bat. I thought that was one of my favorites. That was so cool. His little hand, did his hand come off or something like that? He yeah, yeah. It off. He'd swap it off. I don't think I have that one anymore. See, if I had my old G.I. Joe figures, that would be perfect for the game because you could use those for minis, little five inches. Yeah, exactly. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. Maybe yeah, we should do that. Maybe we, we do get the role-playing game and then, we, and then we go buy a bunch of loose figures and then we do a campaign that way. There we go. Get the You have to buy a bunch of the Cobra Troopers and the Bats for us all to fight. Who's going to afford oh, that? Especially yeah. if you get those old ones. They, they start charging so much money for those old figures anymore. I sold my figures off. Uh, 2006 starting in 2006 i started selling off action figures from the massive action figure collection i had i didn't have as many joes as i had uh i had a, a beautiful remember the superpowers figures oh yeah yep, yep i had yep. a beautiful superpowers collection those I are worth quite a bit <laughs> yeah they're gone now i had tons of those hall of justice the batmobile probe one I had, wow those i are... had a massive collection and i started buying other like later on in the 90s i was buying old used ones and stuff like that so i had like extra figures and everything else Duplicates, so, yeah yeah and then i had a lot of star wars and i for a while when toy biz was doing the marble ones that are more articulated i was getting into those i had a lot of figures in general i was into them um but yeah now i've only got a handful the old the la the one action figure collection i couldn't bring myself to sell that i still have is my doctor who figures <laughs> well you know Doc doctor who is coming back right now so doctor who is, has been my thing for a long time i've really been into it so war gaming war game are we gonna try are we gonna try a, a military war game in the future i i, I am very curious uh, to do twilight 2000 but i don't yeah. know if i'm the person to run it no so i think from a war gaming point of view i think gi joe the role-playing game is probably on the list as well as never going home because cold jake and i have been talking about doing that one yeah that one looks cool i i think I know Scott had been talking about trying to run Twilight 2000. If I could get a time that he would do it and I can be up, he can get a night for that. 
I wouldn't mind. That might be a good three session campaign to go through some kind of, you know, and see what Twilight 2000s like and give it a whack. Yeah, we, we, we can play it on our uh, alternate Wednesday game yeah. night. Yeah. Might know? have to talk to Scott and say, hey, you want to run Twilight 2000 for about three, do a three session, three or four yeah. session campaign? I might have to do that so we can try out some Twilight 2000. I'd like to have that box because everything pre league puts out is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So th- th- does Scott have that one? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah, we might have to talk to him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Tell your friends about us. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Yep. Keep that helmet on and keep your boots dry.